First today, the latest advice on whether there are or are not real worries over the safety of the Zaporizhia power plant in southeastern Ukraine. The same Ukrainian intelligence services that predicted the Russians would place mines around the Kakhova Dam, which they did a month ago, they've been warning that similar plans are underway at the power station, which is Europe's biggest nuclear facility with six reactors. So naturally, people are seriously listening, and even President Zelensky has voiced his concerns. However, external nuclear officials are playing down these worries. I'm pleased to welcome now a researcher in this area to clarify various matters where she can. Daria Dolcekova is a research fellow in proliferation and nuclear policy at the respected RUSI in London, which has been commenting a great deal on the war. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, What's your reading of what has happened this week? Because there are differing versions. I think it's a really good example of how difficult it is to actually track what's happening. Um, Obviously, as you mentioned, we've had reports uh, both from the Ukrainian side and from the Russians accusing each other of preparing to attack the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in some way. Um, The Ukrainians have since come out uh, saying that that threat seems to be decreasing, although not disappearing entirely. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, there's there's no way really for us externally to validate that, any of that information. <clears throat> As you said, the IAEA, so the nuclear watchdog, has access to the facility. So they have staff on site um, and they say that they've not found any mines. But that should be caveated with the fact that they don't have access across the full facility. They're requesting additional access including some of the places where Zelensky has said that um, there might be explosives at the site, uh, but they don't have full access yet. Do you know if the Russian forces occupying the plant generally have been allowing access for inspections? I wouldn't have that information, no. Um, I mean, we know that the agency, uh, I mean, they don't have unrestricted access around the facility. They're not just walking around by themselves around the facility. We do know that they've had to request uh, access to to certain parts. In some instances, that's been granted. So um, Raphael Grossi, the head of the agency, said that they requested access, additional access to the cooling pond at the facility, which provides water to, rea- to well, to the facility. And they've had additional access to that, but also there has been access denied, or at least it's been delayed. It's not been granted once it's been requested, for instance, to the switchyard at the thermal power plant. They've also still not had access to um, the roofs of the reactors that they've asked for. So um, there have been instances where, where, where access has been granted, but but some of that access has been a little bit slow. Now, do we know if the Russians are leaving the plant? That was the other part of the warning from the Ukrainian intelligence, that Russians had begun leaving the city, which implied that they were, you know, there was something being planned. Do we know any more about that? Um, Since those claims have been made, the International Atomic Energy Agency has released a few updates on the situation at the plant, and it's not mentioned um, any exit of of Russian staff or, or personnel or military. 
Um, so I can only really go off that. Mm, okay. Now, the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists, which is a, a website that comes across my uh, my feed, has been looking in detail at the stress testing that the Ukrainians did do after Fukushima with the Zaporizhia uh, plant. Um, so they say it's not akin to uh, Fukushima, and certainly there have been claims it's certainly not Chernobyl, nothing like it, that the Zaporizhia reactors are built with thick concrete containers structures, which have been cooling for months and have extra safety features installed after the Japanese accident, and that it's it's very unlikely a few stray shells from fighting in the area would cause any serious radioactive release. So does all of that soothe you? I think that that's all correct, um, based on my understanding, um, that we're not dealing with Chernobyl, we're no, Fukushima might be a closer estimate to worst case scenario, but even there, I, I think saying that comes with a whole bunch of caveats. Those reactors, as you said, have been cooling for months at Fukushima. They were operational at the time of the, the accident. Um, there's been additional safety systems that have been in play, put in place precisely because there was learning done after what happened at Fukushima. So that is reassuring that there are redundancies in place in case there there is an incident. Um Having said that, I mean, the biggest threat to the facility at the end of the day is the fact that it's being occupied and operated by a force and a country that's shown disregard for um, civilians, has shown disregard for nuclear safety throughout the conflict. So there's really no saying what they might do at the facility. So I think, yeah, that that does worry me. Um I mean, we certainly do know, don't we, that President Xi Jinping from China specifically, personally warned uh, against the use of, uh, well, weaponizing nuclear facilities and, uh, and weaponry when he visited Moscow in March. And that certainly seems to have quelled the talk about it. I wonder again if that gives you comfort or not. I mean, there's prohibitions in place at the international level that already say that you shouldn't target uh, nuclear facilities. Um, so there's there's prohibitions in international humanitarian law that that say that you shouldn't be targeting nuclear power plants. Um, they also say that you shouldn't be targeting dams. So, I, I mean, mm. I have to say it doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence, like I said, Um Russia's been disrespectful of nuclear safety throughout this conflict, of expectations of warfare and and um, and protection of civilians. So I um, it doesn't give me a whole lot of comfort, to be honest. What would happen to the plant if there was an attack? What are the scenarios that experts are discussing? Do you know? Again, it really depends on uh, on uh, what the Russians decide to do. If they decide to engineer an incident, um, I think there's a whole spectrum of possibilities. Everything from a legitimate accident, the system's malfunctioning, to an, an outright attack on the facility that aims to penetrate these reinforced containment structures that you mentioned. Um, I mean, it's hard to say where we would land on that spectrum, um, I think it's worth noting that even in case of a legitimate, as I said, a legitimate accident where um, some of the support systems fail, so there's um, a loss of energy to the facility, a loss of external power or water isn't available at the facility and the fuel starts to heat up. Um, while there are redundancies to prevent this escalating into a full-blown accident, my question is whether 
the Russians occupying the facility would allow for those systems to operate the way that they should that pre- to prevent an incident. So, but yeah, I mean, to answer your question, it's um, it's really, really hard to tell. How, but how dangerous, by the way, is spent nuclear fuel? Like, is there is there is that a question I sh- we should be posing as well? Definitely, yeah. So, one of the concerns is the reactors themselves. So, the fuel that's in the reactors and how hot it is, and the possibility of penetration of those reactors, which. I think is fairly unlikely, but but it is a concern. There is also spent fuel on the site, as you say. So this is fuel that's been taken out of the reactors. Nevertheless, it's still really, really hot. Um, it's sitting in pools to cool it down. Um, that as well, uh, as far as we understand, is under these large containment structures. So it is fairly well protected. There is also dry spent fuel, not to go into sort of too much detail, but essentially that fuel has been cooled down quite a bit. Um, and that is uh, stored separately. But again, that's reinforced really, really well. Um, so mm-hmm. even stray kind of artillery shells, I would expect wouldn't do too, too much damage, but it is right to be pointing out that that is also a risk. Apparently that there is a lot of stored water there. That's another worry not to have, I, I, yeah. I've read. Well, thank you. I do appreciate your time. Thank you. Daria Dolcikova from the Royal United Services Institute in London. Well, up next here on Saturday Extra, some surprising pressures for workers in the tech industry. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.